welcome to another episode on Mita on Youth Plus Radio. My name is Njeri Kamau and I will be your host for today. So today we have an elegant woman. She is smart, she is funny, and above all, she is beautiful. I mean, she wears her natural skin so well, you'll envy her. So without any further ado, help me welcome the one and only Justin Wanda. I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. How's your week going? My week. Yes. My week was my week was it was a bit baridi, you know, feeling me, but I mean we're here. Okay. We gotta do what we gotta do. You're Adult. alive. You're fighting. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So how are you doing? I'm great, I yeah. think. Yeah. Thank you so much for honoring the invite and for being here with us today. Of and I mean, even be coming early. I mean, you're such a good timekeeper. Yes, I, I went to boarding school. I was beaten <laughs> a lot. It wasn't, this wasn't voluntary. It just happened. I was trained. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> oh, so, so. Yeah. thank you so much. So I just want us to start the interview today. And I mean, let's just talk about who you are as mm. Justine. Mm. Justin, the person, and mm. Justin, the comedian, mm -hmm. the writer. The, I mean, this girl has a lot. <laughs> She's doing a lot of things. So as we like tap into that, just mm -hmm. tell us who is Justine? How did Justine grow up? Who is, like, how did she end up becoming who she is right now? Okay, so it's kind of a very long story. Mm -hmm. Make it short. Yeah, I, I grew up kind of just like a normal kid. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to like shorten it. Mm -hmm. I, I grew up adopted, okay. uh, which was really awesome. And I had like, um, go to school, do the right thing. I did that for a while. I did everything. I went to school. I went to uni. I was going to become a full-time artist. Um, yeah. I was going to become an interior designer, to be specific. Okay. And that uh, dream died very early <laughs> a couple of years back which was very yeah. shocking okay. well you know you think you you have a handle on this particular thing that mm -hmm. you love yeah. and then when you get into the field it doesn't work out yeah. and it kind of really redirects you as a person mm -hmm. so before i became a comedian yes i was an artist yes uh, i had a desk job i had oh. yeah i really lived um, the book. Yeah, I was do Papa. the right thing kind of child. Oh, yeah, yeah, but that it just didn't work for me the mm -hmm. way I thought it would. Yeah. So I had to redirect my efforts in another way. So yeah. then how then did you come from moving from your 8 to 5 job, like your desk job, yeah. to being a full-time comedian mm -hmm. and like doing all the other things that you're doing? Because this girl has, she, maybe as I said, she's doing a lot of things and she's really good at it like how did you transition from eight to five to being now a comedian um i'll say we'll go back a little bit back to high school mm -hmm. in high school i really liked i was a clown uh, and not in a good way it was <laughs> like that person is making so much noise like we yeah. <laughs> we need to kind of expel her or something like i mm -hmm. always got into trouble in high school because i was i really loved making a fool of myself at the expense of other people laughing. I didn't know what I was doing then, but I just thought this is a really good way to redirect my energy. Yeah. And a lot of teachers <laughs> didn't like that because, you know, they like proper children. Yeah. They like people who are doing the right thing. And 
I liked doing the right thing, but I also liked being my own person while doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And that mm, didn't always work. So that kind of chaos started a little early, mm -hmm. where I studied hard, but also I was a different person in different spaces. Yeah. And the stuff that I really enjoyed was making people laugh. I didn't know it then. I just thought this is a thing I'm doing so that I get more friends mm -hmm. or like, I'm in rooms where I'm happy or something, but I was curating a comedian in that yeah. time. Like you curated the comedian pole pole without yes. you even knowing that this is what yeah. you're, you're bringing out of yeah. yourself. And I would like write a lot too. I was like a, I think I was a weird person in my own way. I feel like you are creative I was in your creative, own way. But I was also like, I'll say this with a lot of confidence, I was very popular in high school, <laughs> but for the wrong things. Like, I had a teacher tell my brother, I had a teacher tell my brother to, like, I think it was one of those, like, AGM meetings, yeah. you know, like, when you everyone is coming to school. So my, my older brother came, mm -hmm. and my class teacher, I think, at the time, uh, she was like, uh, Justine is a very good leader. She'll just lead everyone in the wrong direction. direction. And I was oh, like, wow. I had that, and I was like, yeah, I'm doing an incredible job. Like, <laughs> like, it never made you feel like I am no. doing the wrong thing. I need to stop. I need to become proper. No. Because it's everywhere. It, it just meant, to me, it meant I'm different from all the other kids. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, so you being different gave you some form of, let's call it, not wellness, like it gave you some form of identity. Yes, and it gave me a really strong it. identity, mostly because I didn't like that I was being othered. Mm -hmm. I just knew that I wasn't like everyone else. Yes. And that made me slightly happy. It's not something you're supposed to take pride in because yeah. now it causes friction with other teachers. Uh -huh. But I was like, yeah, at the assembly, I'm not going to be the kid. I'm going <laughs> to oh be the kid who calls for punishment. <laughs> you never really hated the punishment work? Oh, I hated the punishment. But you, I've even, you... I skipped punishments in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, why are you punishing me? I yeah. just made three other people laugh. <laughs> you guys should be making money of this. Like, how do we find a way to monetize this? Yeah. So now this is you in high school. So you finish high school, you come, and now you're doing, like in high school, you're, sorry, in campus. Mm. Then when did you start the journey now? Like, when did you decide, you know what? Eight to five, nimechoka, nilienda kampo, I've done my... My four years, I've paid my dues, I've tried to do the job, it's not working. Yeah. Now I'm gonna do my own thing. When did you decide that? And how did that look like for you? Again, I just have to rewind back to campus, cause like in campus I was like, yeah, I'm studying, I'm doing everything that I need to do. Mm -hmm. But also at the same time, I am trying to find a way to like channel my other creative energy. Cause I was yeah. doing fine art where you have yeah. to draw. There's like a lot yeah. of actual art class, but in, those classes I was also, I was also not the best student because mm -hmm. there are people who who've been drawing for like, like forever for a really long time yeah. yeah but for me I was good I was just not the best and I don't uh, like being you don't like mediocrity I don't like being number three <laughs> no I'm <laughs> excellence excellence is the word for yeah. you excellence is the word exactly I didn't yeah. like being excellent I was like how do I become better mm -hmm in other ways that are just as creative. Yeah. So I took uh, some film classes, mm -hmm. I took some writing classes, yeah. I was doing other things. 
as like minor courses to like mm-hmm. really just help elevate like yeah. yes i do have this art thing but also i have like two three four going for me yes. so that way i can excel in like multiple ways yeah. uh, instead of feeling like i'm just you're doing so much and you're not good at any like you're a jack of all trades yes. but a master of none yes so Ooh. i was hoping to at least be good at something yeah. and i really really loved the idea of just doing like i really loved writing as i said i didn't know what it was and where mm-hmm. it would go yeah. i just wanted to be doing it because yeah. i felt like it, it will help me channel my creativity mm-hmm. in another way oh yeah so mm-hmm. when i finished high school like i really passed those minor co- classes i did uh-huh. the other classes i did in film i did really well yeah. i was like so that gave you more motivation yes. to like keep going because you're like i'm good at this yeah i just yeah. didn't know a way to like Yeah. stayed back mm-hmm. into the thing that I really wanted to do. I just like felt like it's good that I've done it. So when I finished campus, uh, actually before I finished campus I wanted uh, I was a dancer <laughs> in me. Eh, eh, eh. so <laughs> And I told my brother. Where? I told my brother. You're a dancer, you draw. Yeah. <laughs> you can make people laugh. Just in theater to watch spaces you wengine wenye. You I am sorry. I if I could I would like right now. Yeah. I just like <laughs> how much of this do you want to go on very fast yeah <laughs> i really i could yeah. like split that by really easily mm-hmm. but i didn't know how i didn't know how to channel this thing so i would just do everything that i felt like yeah. made me feel good uh-huh. so as a dancer i started excelling like you know you get better and you're like okay yeah how do i get to the next level yeah. so i told my brother i want to quit school uh-huh. and become a full-time dancer. Yeah, yeah. You want br- to quit school and become a, and a full-time dancer? Yes, I said it to my brother and he was like um not to hate on your dreams. Yeah. Or become a a person who destroys them. Mm-hmm. But why don't you just like you can balance this like wait, finish Wait, school. I have a question. You never felt scared of saying that? No, my brother is actually very supportive. Okay, okay. My brother is one of the support, most supportive people I've ever met. Kudos, bro. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, mostly because he knew how much we needed it. Mm. And he was like I'm not going to be the one to say no. Yeah. I'm just going to find a way to redirect you so that you don't also throw your entire education in the bin. So he was mm-hmm. like do this, balance it out do your coursework yeah, yeah. and also just like balance out with the dancing i'm sure you can yeah. figure a way out yeah. but i couldn't i didn't figure a way out i had to quit dancing yeah. and that was a very painful moment i was like how am i quitting something that hell but it's like yeah and you're also good at it yeah and i was yeah. like it's because i also don't want to let my family down in that way yeah. especially not finishing school We don't do that in my family. Mm-hmm. Everyone finishes school. You start something, you got to finish it. Yes, so we were like this is a race. You have to keep going until the very end. Yeah. So it's like I finished it. Yeah, so I finished school and I got into the job market. I was very lucky to get a job within like such a short time period. Oh, yeah, lucky you. Yeah, because like most people, hey, people <laughs> tell like yeah, your yeah. shoes are even like a whole different. <laughs> It's you you one day you Zumina have a full maybe. shoe the next day you have a sandal it's it's insane like you i i i was very lucky i yeah. didn't go through all that and yeah. i just i don't know it was just like grace that is like the biggest kind of grace you can get as a person yeah. especially an artist okay yeah. so what what job did you get like the 8 to 5 job was? 
what? Yes. Like you were looking at people's houses and you're like, you know what, I'm going to make this a masterpiece. Yeah, and I did that. And, I, so, and you I really enjoyed good. it, I'm sure you did. I enjoyed it, but it was really, I think it was the place of work that was a little difficult okay. for me to mm -hmm. adjust. Because mm -hmm. the work is not the problem. Yeah. It's never the work. It's just it's that the environment. The environment. Yeah. yeah. So that became very difficult for me. Mm -hmm. I had a very, I think horrible is a strong word, but okay. she was a very tough tough person to work tough. for. Yeah. yeah. And she was very adamant about how she wanted things to be done. Mm -hmm. But sometimes all you need is a conversation. Like it doesn't need to be a battlefield every day. Yeah. And that's what it felt for me. Yeah. And I take instructions very well. I'm a perfectionist. I don't like to do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. So I knew I'm doing everything right. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm not up for this kind of chaos every day. And it wasn't an eight to five. It was more like an eight to whatever time you leave the <laughs> office. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, and I was very dedicated to, which is a bad thing. This uh -huh. is something that I got to learn a year into my job. Don't be the person who's doing the most. Do the work that yeah. you're supposed to do and go home. Follow your JD and just go yes. home. Why are you doing everything? Yeah. Why, are you, why do you want to even start sweeping the office? You need to calm <laughs> down. <laughs> There's a cleaning lady for that, just calm down. Yes. <laughs> like everyone has a job description, you're doing way too much. Yeah. So my, uh, our manager now mm -hmm. was the one who told me that. She was like, Justin, you need to go home. You Wait, need to have a life outside let me of ask, this office. Do you think you are doing the most? Because you felt like you you really maybe like you got the job too fast yes. so you really kind of had to prove that i belong here and i'm good at this oh. and please keep me i can do whatever i was proving so many things i was proving that i am good at my job mm -hmm. i am like you hired the right person i might not have like because i had a colleague mm -hmm. who went to a school abroad, like she was like a proper interior right. designer. I was just an artist who weaseled that. herself into a job. <laughs> so I was there yeah. and I was like, I'm just good, as good as my colleague. And yeah. which was weird because like my colleague was one of the most reassuring people. She was like, you're so good. Where you... But you, you're not believing what she's telling you. Yeah. So it's kind of like you had a, an imposter syndrome oh, face. A, a thousand percent. Oh, Lord. It was a whole year of like, uh, I am I'm just as good as everyone here. Yeah. Do you believe me? Do you, be, do you believe me? I believe it. Oh, like you really like, even yeah. wanted the affirmations to come from people. Yeah, like oh. if someone is more embracing of my mm -hmm. work, I'm like, yeah. If our client says they love my work, I'm yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Which is ironic because... If I had not been doing a proper job, you will not it be would have stored completely. Like the client would have fell out with me yeah. in the beginning. Because uh. interior design is like very upfront. Mm. If you do something wrong, it, it is very, shows up. Yeah. And it's an expensive mistake. Yes, very expensive. Because if you if you if, if you like forget, maybe you need to put a pillar somewhere. Yes. Pillar is not a thing you just just demolish and exactly. Lost. So, which is a very ironic thing because yeah. being a perfectionist, you're always striving to be the best when sometimes you don't even notice that you're yeah. already doing it. Yeah. So it's kind of like you are the pressure. Yes. In, within yourself, you are just the one who was giving yourself pressure. Yeah. This whole time. Yeah. But then it didn't help that even with the slightest mistakes, like my boss would really get into it. Like it becomes like a whole circus. And I'm well, like, I don't think I signed up for this as a job. Yeah. I didn't sign to be yelled at. So, wait, so you felt like, oh Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, we are, we are healing, we are it's healing, okay. we are it's healing. Okay. So, you want to tell me, mm -hmm. this 
you already have this thing of, I don't think I'm good at this. Yeah. Well, I know I'm good at this because they picked me for the job, mm -hmm. but I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Then there's someone here who is yelling at you. Yeah. And it's kind of like, she's now being the reassurer of the imposter inside yes. your head. So it made your life chaotic. Yeah. Oh, 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 I would say oh. this, this, this ties into just like, um, um, there's a way people grow up in your family if you have like a very mm -hmm. certain way of like being supported or like you have a friend group or like whatever, when you go out there you don't think about it too much. Yes. You're like already reassured. Yeah. So even if you go there and you do like at the best a mediocre job but it surpasses, uh -huh. you're not worried too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you, you do have that kind of support but you also don't want it to feel like there's this is just as much as you can do. You want to make sure that it kind of solidifies the work that you you're do. You're doing, yeah. And you the information that you're given. Yes, it uh -huh. kind of gets out of hand. Yeah. So I was like there, I would leave the office at like 8 or like 8.30. And then I'm the first one at the office the next day. Like I technically had no life outside of that job for yeah. a full year. Because uh -huh. I worked there for two years. The uh -huh. second year was when like now things be began to really show up in a way I realized mm. like I, I will not get a raise like my boss was like upfront you're not getting a raise I don't think you're doing that much and I'm like okay you know what this cry. is getting out of hand really fast <laughs> yeah. what so it it kind of uh, got to a point where I started understanding that the dream I thought I had, mm -hmm. like working hard, will not get me to where yeah, I want to be. Yeah, you actually realize that working hard is not going to give you the results that you... Yes. Oh. And also the work environment is like set up, set up in a certain way yeah. that other people will get the... Um, they'll get the, the raise, they'll get like the promotion. The appreciation. Yes, and, yeah. and for you it won't happen mm -hmm. just because that's how we... The, that entire Just because you're a works. newbie, like you're a newbie yeah. here, we're not, we're not gonna do this. Whether yeah. you're doing the most or you're not, yeah. you're gonna get what we signed the contract for. Yes, oh. and not to make anyone who works there feel bad mm -hmm. or like they're less than or any. It's just it was what it was. Yeah, yeah, and I realized that soon enough. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that actually made me start doing stand-up yeah. comedy, not even start doing, like I wanted an escape. Yeah, I just needed a place where. Yeah. I'm in control. Yes, because you felt like everything was so predetermined by someone else and it just made you feel like you're a clown of your own life. Yeah. You're, you're just one of those two things that's a way. And yeah. ironically, when it comes to interior design, imagine it is what it is. The job you've done, whether excellent, it stays in that yeah. person's house. Yeah. You can't carry it. You can't it. just change it or yeah. just change your mind just because. Yeah. So, and it's very end-to-end, -end. it's like, yeah. it's, it's the perfection that you brought, the work that you did, that's it, it's like, that's the end. Mm -hmm. So, when I realized, like, it kind of feels like there's a barrier every time. You're just like, I can't do this, like, I'm done. Yeah. Ironically, I'm also like that. I don't like being in spaces where I feel like I can't be myself and I'm walking on eggshells all the mm. time I, I can't my head can't function as a matter yeah. of fact it gives me crazy anxiety yeah like it just makes me feel like wah 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 it's wah. too much me my head yeah. can't it's not working <laughs> as a matter of I'm just there it's like I'm a zombie and or something it's scary it's so scary yeah and like I quit I there's like a, a couple of factors it was that it was my own personal 
issues with the whole system. It was also that job <coughs> had me. not given us a contract. And it returns up a quan park. I will not even get into the details of that. I was yeah. just scared yeah. that if you're hired that way, you can get fired at any time. Like you can never like get the dues that you want. Sometimes you can't even do like proof of employment. Yeah. So I was like, what is this? So I started trying to find out what labor laws are in mm. Kenya. And I couldn't even, I didn't even understand for the life yeah. of me where to start. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's where like even like the satire, the satire came, came in. in. Oh. Because I like started understanding it from a point of yeah. like how comic, how funny is it that someone can work a job every day and whatever. <laughs> so in short, you used your pain yes. and your misfortune yes. for something that you are used, you're educating people as much as you are entertaining them. Yes. Oh. Yes, that's exactly. That's such a good way of That is exactly things. what I do. That is exactly what, what I do. What you do every on day. On my show, yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, so let's backtrack. So now you are here, you're in this job, two years in, mm -hmm. you're out. Yes. So your first gig, let's talk about the first gig you did as a comedian. Mm. Were you nervous? Did you like it? Were you like, what, what am I doing? I'll just say, are people just laughing because they heard I am a startup comedian or am, am I actually? Like, did you have any second guessing or like, what was it? Tell us what the experience was like. Okay, so this is so strange because mm -hmm. I, I did my first startup, sh uh, not show, it was an open mic. Okay. And open mics are technically anyone who's talented in any way can go up and like yeah. do it. Yeah. So I was at an open mic at number seven in Nairobi. And it's, I found out about this open mic because when the person hosting it was someone whose work I'd seen. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Two Early for Birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So one of the co-creators co of that show mm -hmm. was hosting the open mic and I was like, oh, I want to go. And just try it out. Yeah, because yeah. they'd written like, oh, we're looking for musicians, uh, poets, mm -hmm. uh, stand-up comedians, spoken word artists, and I'm like, ah, oh, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. I feel like that, that could be fun, you yeah. know? So I... I go, I sign up for the open mic. Mm -hmm. There wasn't that many people, maybe like six yeah. to 12 people, I think. So six to 12 people who had signed up for? Signed up for the open mic. sitting on the audience? For the open mic, no. Yeah. The audience was, I think it was a good audience, like maybe 30 people yeah. inside there, which is a good substantial audience, because it was the first time too. So I show up to, to this open mic, I'm pumped. I get inside, um, it's like, oh, you'll be, I think, the seventh person. Cool. So I'm chilling. I told my friend to come along too, just for the support. Yeah. It gets to my time to go up. I go up. Like, hey guys. I start doing my, my beats. Beats are like the, uh -huh. the jokes that you've written. Yeah. So I do, I do the first beat. Uh -huh. And then I think I was on my second beat or something. And then like the way number seven is set up. <laughs> The kitchen is kind of just like there. Yeah. So smoke from the kitchen starts seeping onto the stage. Oh, I have a very weak chest, like just the slightest smoke and I'm literally dying. So it goes into like my windpipe. <laughs> and you start doing what? Coughing or sneezing? I am crying, trying to <laughs> oh stifle a cough. I'm like, <laughs> like I'm trying to do the setup. It's so bad. I'm trying not to die. I'm, I'm crying. Sorry. I'm sorry, what? I'm trying to do the performance. I'm trying to get through this bit. And then, you know, number seven is kind of like a hallway. 
So instead of just giving up and yeah. like giving the mic back to the host, yeah. I try to continue doing the beat by going outside of the premises and doing it at the back Ooh. of the room. So you're moving with your It mic. was embarrassing. And then this lady starts heckling me. Uh -huh. A heckler is the biggest opponent of a stand-up comedian. Because okay. like a stand-up experience, in your head, you're like, I'm doing the jokes to laugh. If you yeah. don't want to laugh, it's that's fine. okay. Yeah. But when someone starts talking back, it gets bad really I fast. did not know how to shut down a heckler. I'm like, uh, I'm just <laughs> going to continue. Is? It was horrible. Yeah. And at the end of that experience, I was like, I, I think I want to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> Wait, what? After the horrible? Yes. And you choking? Because like, I got some love and that made some part of it me kind of gave you some motivation. Yes. Oh, wow. That was that's such, that's such a vivid memory where yeah. I'm like, this is the worst thing that could happen to anyone oh, oh, doing oh, oh, anything oh, oh. for the first time. Yeah. But I feel like there's a recovery somewhere. There has to be a way that I get to, to recover, recover and become better yes. at this. Oh, yeah. what? Yeah. Okay, guys. So, as you have heard, she is. I mean, she's telling us where she started. <laughs> so, for you to keep coming and like coming with us through this journey of listening to what she's going to tell us next about, I mean, how she was able to now become the stand-up comedian that she is today, who is traveling to Ghana, Johannesburg, and she is international, baby. <laughs> Just stay tuned for part two. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode. And this week's episode, we are still with the lovely Justine. We are going to continue talking about the juiciness of, I mean, her journey as a stand-up comedian. And I can't wait for you guys to hear what she has to say. So Justine, yes. tell you how happy. Uh, me so almost. now you're telling us <laughs> the way you almost choked yes. on your first ever time on like on the stage and you wanted to keep going yes what i think there's a there's a part <laughs> of you i don't know if you've ever experienced this with anything that you like mm -hmm. something bad happens but like there's like a there's a more beauty no not me me, me <laughs> it happens but i'm like do say it you I'm wrapped not it up again. it's like it was nice no it was nice it's a it was nice meeting you it was nice seeing you i'm not <laughs> doing this again this is too much i'll <laughs> in front of people yeah uh -uh, no Find me out. I can't. I'll say right now, I am the least. I don't care about what people think. You're the least people pleaser of... of, of. I am a big people pleaser when it comes to one-on-one -on -one interactions. Okay. But when it's like a group of people, mm -hmm. those people won't remember me. The likelihood is very little, honestly. I'm just well, like, I'm doing, were you trained I'm doing as me. well? Because you told me you are trained to keep time. You, Pia, were you trained? No, let's... I think that's just something, maybe there's a part of me that's inherently just not embarrassed. Oh. <laughs> or, yeah. it's like when it comes to a group of people, mm -hmm. honestly, it's like, it's a performance. It's like a circus. Like those people don't know me. Chances are, what? Chances are they will likely not, not remember, remember me. They have their own lives and everything. But when it's a one-on-one -on -one interaction, mm -hmm. people remember you. It makes me very uncomfortable. Where? Yes. Okay. Now me, I'm even, I'm even rethinking my own life because I'm like, <laughs> Mimi, when I go to a new place, yes. I just want everything to be so perfect. Mm -hmm. It's excruciatingly annoying to myself yeah. because I'm just like, wait, okay. So now you're like, okay, now you're like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Yes. 
then how did you like get your second gig like did you look for people who are in the industry so that you connect to them so that you kind of like get to understand how the industry works or did you just go for another open mic and just win it so when i started out it was there was technically an industry but it was predominantly like churchill mm -hmm. uh, okay. style comedy and those guys had done great but They're it's fantastic. just a yeah it's like it's just a different way of doing mm -hmm. things yeah and i don't think that comedy i could hack so when i started doing the comedy that i do i was just lucky that the things sorry no no it's okay sorry oh. keep going <laughs> i was just scratching my nose oh sorry <laughs> yeah. I, i was just lucky that the things that i was doing were aligning with the industry shaping up to mm. what it is right now. Okay. So I met a comedian called Brian Onjoro at, at like a third open mic I was doing or something mm. where he was like, oh, I really loved your performance. I'm doing this small gig at this place. Do you mm. want to come? Yeah. And I was like, of course. Because I'm trying Why to- Why are you asking? Yeah. As a matter of fact, baby, 20. Yes. <laughs> so I show up to this gig, I do it. Yeah. It was like, it was just like a small, event like there wasn't any more than 10 12 people there but mm -hmm. like i had such a good time when someone calls me for another gig i show up through this i met my mentor Doug Mutai mm. which was really awesome Doug yeah. is really, really like he was very bent on us like understanding how to write how to perform yeah. what to do on stage so we had like writing sessions on monday mm -hmm. sorry we had writing sessions on monday Um, and then we had like shows every two months, every two months, because like the industry wasn't anything yeah, at that but time. Still, but still, you really, had something. Yeah, he kept pushing. So at that time, it was mostly me doing my day job, and then at night, I'm a comedian. But then I quit on that year. I think it's 2019. Yeah, well, it's okay. We're not good with yeah. numbers. So like, point. yeah, so I quit that year and then just like it's been full comedy from then on. Yeah. So when I started doing like uh, my performances full time, again, the shows were spaced out so much. Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, what's another way of like continuing to do com comedy, comedy outside yeah. of just like with this free time that you're having yeah. because now you're not doing your 8 to 5. Yeah. So remember yeah. how I didn't know about labor laws? and at around that time that's when like i think hudu manamba was coming up mm, or something and i was yeah. like okay i want to know more about this yeah. but i want to explain it to people in a funny way so i do my research and like then do the episode like it's like on your on your phone you're just like you know what i yeah. don't have a platform to like i don't have a place where i can do this i can make my own place yes oh so now so then it means that your journey began mm -hmm. because first you put yourself out there yes. without thinking who's gonna think what who's gonna even if i choke i am still coming back yes so number one put yourself out there number two you allowed yourself to be not shepherded that, that's not a word <laughs> think is it don't laugh no it's okay you allowed yourself to be mentored you allowed yourself to yes. be a student and a someone oh a hundred percent i think with any craft mm -hmm. any anything you want to be good at mm -hmm. there has to be someone who's like 10 times better than you already and you have to look up to them like yeah. you have to look up to someone like someone who is literally on top of you like you literally look yeah. up to them that's and, a joke you know? yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying not to i'm saying to you i'm saying to you yeah you what? actually have to look up to people <laughs> yeah 
yeah. those like the people who are skyscrapers and you you're a small yeah. building you're still as, aspirational yeah. so yeah. you really have to find those voices that you feel kind of speak to you mm. and then it makes have, your heart feel like i want to do this yes. i don't care what happens yeah. i want to do this so, and again mm -hmm. that thing what I, what I was telling you where it's like everything is kind of not working and yeah. still working at the same time yeah. Being a comedian at its very core is not being afraid to fail. Uh, but I feel like it's everything. It's not just comedy, yeah. it's everything. No, with comedy, with, uh -huh. if you have a desk job, you can make a mistake. Oh yeah, Uko. and someone will cover it up for you. There's a HR somewhere. Yeah, or you can make a mistake, Uko, and then maybe like your colleague will see it and then they'll like help uh, you cut it off before yeah. it spirals into like a big thing. Okay. But when it's comedy and you say the wrong thing when you're holding that mic, it all goes down so fast. He You're just like, well. Like it's good. There's nothing you can really do <laughs> in that moment. <laughs> yeah. You can just feel, and you can feel, you can always feel when you're losing the room. Yeah. You can always feel like people are on your side. Mm -hmm. You can also always feel like when you've lost them, like that disconnect happens. You can happens. feel the energy yes. like disconnect and yeah. connection. And yeah. in your heart of hearts, you're like, I'm really hoping this next joke gets them back on board. Oh. Yeah, so that's... Oh, that's what I'm saying, like, it's the... Co oh, we have, we have nerves all the time. We're just, like, okay. the love for the craft is stronger than the nerves. It just mm. has to be. Yeah. yeah. The same way that, like, if you love something so much, the power and the passion that you have behind it yeah. should be able to, like, make you get off every kind of obstacle that you encounter. Ironically, yes. Because oh, 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 oh. you, you yeah. are... There's days where you show up to a show. First mm -hmm. of all, a feeling point for like a stand-up comedian, usually how we feel, how we judge mm -hmm. our progresses. Sometimes you, you've like worked hard on a show, you've told people to come through, and then like seven people are there. Where? And like three people, it's because they wandered they, in there yeah. by mistake and oh, they oh, sat oh, down oh. and they're having a meal and, the and they're like, oh, friends. why are you people talking to us? Yes. And two people are your friends, and then there's like actually two audience members. So technically, you're performing for seven people, oh, oh, oh. and you want these seven people to have the best, best time, time of their lives. Yeah. So you have to remind yourself, as long as you're holding that mic, you're in control of the room, whatever happens, you just give it your best. And sometimes it, it's like any other job. Sometimes you're like, I've had a hard week. I, I can't, like today. Eh. And like you're doing your jokes and someone is over there judging you, they're like, why are you throwing away your life? And they're like, no, I'm not throwing away my life. This is actually So it gets my very life. emotional really fast. Yeah. Oh. So you have to remind yourself, like, the bigger picture doesn't make sense now, mm -hmm. but you're working towards something You have more. to always see the bigger picture. Like, as much as it's big, yeah. you need to take a step back and see it. Yeah, it's actually a jigsaw puzzle. You just have, like, that corner with yeah. all this... Yeah. Two waves, you don't know where it connects. Where it's going, yeah. yeah, but it's actually it's actually leading to something. Yes, it is. Oh yeah. well, speaking of resilience. Become resilient. you need to stop doing some of these things. Become resilient. I don't think I was told any of these things by anyone. It just became a thing in your life because I of just, how much passion you had. Yeah, and I also just wanted to do things for myself. Like stuff that okay. I have I know how, yeah. I have built this from the ground up. So when I started my show Fake Walk with Justine, I didn't know what I was doing. If you go see the first video, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> the the video is in landscape mode, CG. It's so bad. Like you have to hold your phone like this, oh, which you know most people want to do. And this was on Instagram. Yeah, so, it's, it's, it's uh, so embarrassing, honestly. 
I had like it, my, the people following me were like three of my friends <laughs> and then like ten of my and comedy it's friends. And because you also and threatened them, you better like that photo. No, they were like, we will follow you. We're just not gonna watch it. Not now anyway, because we also have like a lot going on. Yeah. But like my friends have been very supportive. Supportive, yeah. So slowly, you just build slowly. Mm. So what fake work with Justin is now? I've been able to do two seasons of feature episodes. Wow, the growth. Yes. I finished like my my second season just like a week and a half ago or something. That was when I did my second season two finale. I'm working on season three right now. Yeah. And all of this has been like self-funded, self-produced with a lot of love and support from my friends yeah. here. And so this this self, the thing that you do on Instagram, is the one thing that helps you remember the mistake that you made when you were doing your eight to five and now you want to teach people. Yeah. And this is what it's about. I know it's funny, but this is what it actually yeah. is about. And like there's, there's educative episodes. Mm. And like when you do political satire, Sometimes people get really angry. Yeah, 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 because it's very sensitive. Yeah, because they're so like, how dare you come from the person that I voted for? And I'm like, yeah, you could vote, but you could also, this is a mistake. It doesn't yeah. mean that you're a bad person. Yeah. It just happens. Yeah. You understand? Like, Maybe. it's the human nature of, of things. Life, yeah. And ma making fun of something doesn't diminish mm -hmm. that thing. It yeah. just makes other people hyper aware that it could be happening, but it could also be ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's funny, but yeah. it's painful. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, okay. So yes. now you have gotten into the industry. Mm -hmm. You have already decided that you, you're going to do satire. Mm -hmm. And then now here you are and your outreach is getting bigger. Like you're, you're doing international shows. <laughs> Like, wait, what? Are you Kevin Hart's sister or what? <laughs> I'll say this, this is like, in a comedian's journey, This it's the dream for you First to be First of all, able... how did you actually get there? How did you actually get to a point where now you can book people in Ghana, people who don't, have never seen you, maybe apart from on the internet? They don't know you. How did they? And they just pay for tickets and yeah. you fly out and you can even afford to fly out and stay somewhere in a hotel and come back and you have done a good job. I'll say this, I've been very lucky uh -huh. that the industry just is continuing to shape up to allow for this uh, industry to grow in that way. Yeah. So first of all, um, just doing the mics, showing up, doing shows, yeah. um, we were lucky we did um, a show called Roast House mm -hmm. on Showmax, yeah. which was awesome. It was like, yes, we're on TV, but we were doing silly things. We were roasting people with accomplishments way beyond your dream. Like, I was roasting Boniface Mwangi, and I'm like, I am so sorry I have to do I'm this, sorry, but this sir. is my sorry, job. This is just, it's yeah. just a job. It's not personal. Yeah, so people look at that stuff and they like it. Mm. And then we got to do like a um, half a like a 15 minute special too on a show called Comedy Riot, also on Showmax. Um, uh, because of Eugene, Eugene really loved, Eugene Bugwa really yeah. loved like our whole uh -huh. um, comedy style and everything yeah. was like, okay, we need to be able to share this with more people. So we, uh, through his collaboration with Doug, now my mentor, yeah. like they brought that show yeah. and it's just like you get up and you, you perform. You don't have time to overthink it? No. It's just when Because you've comes, been doing the work. You've yeah. been doing the work. You've been working to perfect mm -hmm. your beats. You're doing mics every week. So I'll say with comedy, you have to, especially stand-up, you have to do a lot of stage time. 
So by stage time it means you have to do a lot get of up. jokes. Yes, you have to, not a lot of jokes, you yeah. have to get up on stage a lot of times, tell the joke okay. and perfect it. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you have to tell me all these jokes are scripted? Yes. <laughs> joke writing is not a joke. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. <laughs> It is literally. <laughs> you actually have to do the work because uh, there's a book I'm reading right now yeah. by um, a director of like one really popular show that people love. It's called Cabio Enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. uh, Cabio Enthusiasm is kind of like a show about nothing, but it's very funny. <laughs> it's kind of like Seinfeld. Yeah. The person who created co-created Seinfeld is the person who also uh, created Cabio Enthusiasm. His name is Larry David. So the director of that show uh, wrote this book where he's, he talks about um, being a comedian is uh, like smartest and mockery is something that, he's, that he also really loved, yeah. which connects with me. But also there's a part of performing that's mostly about showing up and like the intricate details of the work that you do behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So people only get to see the perfect, the perfect yeah. part where you're not... Um, you're not, you're not stuttering, you're you're not, not you don't know whether it's, it's funny or not, yes. you're trying to, did I say that right? Yes. So there's a lot of practice like behind this, it's not just like, I know you guys are funny, I'm not saying that now you guys are not funny, <laughs> but it's not just you guys being funny, it's about you guys doing the work, so yes. there's actual work to be put yes. in it. Yeah, wow. people just think, big, and kudos to every other comedian who can get up there and just be funny off of the fly. Mm -hmm. I really wish I could be you. <laughs> so is it that you're good at acting? Or is it that no. you're good at comedy? Because now it's a bit conflicting. I'll say, I'll say both. Performing. Mm -hmm. Performing is just like an, an exaggeration of self. Because mm -hmm. stand-up comedy at its core, it's you're like continually introducing yourself yeah. to people who don't know you. That's all you're doing. Yeah. It's you're introducing yourself in the jokes that you do. Mm -hmm. you're, introducing yourself in the things that you're interested in, mm -hmm. in the things that make you laugh, in yeah. the things that make you angry. That's all comedy is. Mm. So other people just get to tap into that exaggeration of self. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yes. And they now when they tap into the exaggeration of self, mm -hmm. then it means that now you're growing. Yes. And you're becoming better. Yes. So even if they just throw you on a certain set, you're just ready. Yes. Whenever. Because you've been doing the work. Oh. Yeah. It's like you're always prepared to have a perfect joke. Like it's not like, um, tell me something. No. It's not like, tell me a joke. No. And then it's like at the top of your head, it's there. No. It oh. isn't. Because like, I'll say this, one of my favorite jokes to do mm -hmm. um, is, it's this stupid thing that I wrote one time. I, I told you this, yeah, um, yeah. I, I like writing a lot in a matter too. You can't even <laughs> keep your, a stable hand. It's yeah. very hard to work in a matter but it's a really good work okay. environment. It's very inspiring. <laughs> the pressure, yes. the talking, <laughs> the makelel, yani? Yeah. So uh -huh. there's, a, there's, okay, there's two jokes that I really love to do. One of them is, um, uh, have you seen Crazy Rich Asians? No. You've not seen Crazy Rich Asians, no. but okay, so this usually works well for people who've seen Crazy Rich Asians, but mm -hmm. I don't Asians know. or agents? Asians. Oh, yeah, I have. You've oh, seen Crazy yeah. Rich Asians, yeah. Yeah? yeah? Not the movie, the people we owe money to. Girl. <laughs> See, like, that's so stupid, but like, I really love it. Like, and that's a joke. And we relate in Nairobi, we actually do relate to yeah. the roads we built. Exactly. Well. So it's, just, it's kind of like a double entendre where like the layering of the joke is like yeah. the movie yeah. and then the misdirection is, yeah. 
<laughs> just in words. <laughs> I can't with you words. Exactly. And okay. there's a time I had to explain what a matcha to is to a group of people. Yeah, I don't like to judge people. Matcha, okay. You know, some yeah. people live a very sheltered life. Yeah. So a matcha to, you know, is a bus. <laughs> That's also a club yeah. in the marketplace. Oh That's what. <laughs> so, like when you when you think about it, it's an observation, yes. Yeah, but but how do you draw it down to like it? a very yeah. precise statement? That's not just something that comes from the top of your head. Yeah. You're very smart, by the way. That's <laughs> all I can say. So, okay. So one last question, and then no. we're done. Okay. I had to ask for permission. My camera guy is looking at me like... <laughs> anyway, so one last question. Yeah. So you told me you did this. You've done this for six years now, right? Yes. So looking back, mm -hmm. the accomplishments that you've made, yes. with the mistakes that you've made, mm -hmm. with you almost choking because you are just sensitive about smoke and you were in the wrong place. I'm sorry about that. But <laughs> what do you think you can tell Justine six years back with the Justine that you are today? I would be like, leave that job, what are you doing? Oh. <laughs> so, Start my payment. No, I wouldn't have told her to leave <laughs> okay. that job. Okay. I would have been like, negotiate for a salary on day one so that you know if these people are going to play. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that is what I would have told because she was really just looking to be the right kind of employee. Employee, yeah. Um, but what I would have told myself then, like, you there's so much greatness mm -hmm. in you you just have to be aware that you will fail but that is not the full definition of you oh, wow. yeah that doesn't do oh. oh that's gonna make me cry but, <laughs> we, but i also didn't answer your question about traveling yeah please tell us i was just like again mm -hmm. it connects to all the work that you've done there are people who are listening yeah. there are people who, who are, are watching, watching and there are people who care just beyond the thing that you think you're doing. Uh -huh. And those people will find you. So it's put yourself out there, do a good job, yes. no mediocrity. Don't be mediocre. Oh Let's my not God. say perfect, but don't be mediocre. Yeah, Being me mediocre is not a thing that we subscribe you to. You can yeah. be mediocre on some days. Yeah. Just allow yourself like maybe a, uh, a Saturday to be <laughs> mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> but then every other day you have to hit that like, pavement. Yeah, yeah, like do the work. Yes. Literally. Yeah. So be um, good at what you're doing. Put yeah. yourself out there. Yes. Get the opportunities when they come. Be ready for the opportunities. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, there's a saying that goes around when opportunity meets preparation, yes. then there's success. Yes. I feel like I should write that on a t shirt. Anyway. Uh, much already. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, and what else? What's the last thing that you've told us? That you need to also just believe in yourself and just do what you're yes. doing the way you like doing it. Oh, that's such good advice. I mean, for <laughs> everyone who wants to get into the comedy industry, like the, you know, laughs industry. Is it and called the laughs like industry? And it's like any art form. If you're just yeah. doing any, any kind of art, kind of art yeah. any kind of work. Yeah. Like, I think this advice applies across the board. Yeah, across but if you want to be funny, uh -huh. don't think it's just going to be like an easy ride. You have yeah, to do the work. You have work. to do the work. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing your arts, if you're doing whatever you're doing, just remember that you need to put in the work, put yourself out there. You see, when you, when you make a video, post it. You see, when you draw something, post it. Mm -hmm. Don't, oh, it's not, there's something I didn't do right. Just post it. We'll, we'll also not see the mistakes because most of the time with artists, we are our biggest critic of ourselves. Yes. 
So oh. just post your work and remember there's someone somewhere who is always watching. Yeah. So just do your dues and everything else will be perfect. Yes. Yeah, that, that's such a good story. I feel like we should just go back there and just continue with part three. And then you guys, thank you guys so um, for watching. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for even the engagement that we've been getting, the views that we have been having, and the people that, I mean, are coming up and asking us questions about, you know, um, what Youth Plus is about. Thank you so much. We appreciate you and we appreciate your support. So... Kama Kawaida, remember to comment, share, subscribe, and keep yourself inspired. Thank you. Bye.